Hey, hey, Bachelor PhD. And back with us this episode is somebody who has a PhD. There's ABD. ABD PhD. <laughs> all but dissertated. Caitlin. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, you're upselling a bit. I've got at least a year left until I'm officially a PhD holder. Maybe 18 months. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I do. That is, I am ABD. You're back from Greece. Yep, that's right. I was in Greece for about two weeks with my mom. Yeah, with your mom. Mm-hmm. Yes, who has uh, since told me that she thinks The Golden Bachelor is really hot. And I was like, I told you you should apply to be on this show. I, I, and well, is he emotionally competent to her? Like, does he seem like the full package? So she's not watching the show regularly, but she oh. won't watch if I send her a clip. And she mentioned that she thought he was hot without me saying anything so she must have seen like promo or something for it she used the word hot though yes and i said you know i told you to apply and then she said well i'm fine with taking sloppy seconds and i was like i don't (laughs) think that it's disgusting right right meaning Um, that she wants to she wants them to break up whoever them yes, ends up being. I think that's what she's saying here. She wants whoever Gary picks, she wants them to break up so my mom can then, I don't know, swoop in somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, Was anyone in Greece aware of the Golden Bachelor? Like Greek people? Uh, yeah. No, I would say I talked to some fellow Americans about the bachelor shows and they were not regular watchers oh, okay. um and i don't think a single greek person was aware of the bachelor franchise if i meant <laughs> around them or to them did you run into Lindsay lohan no actually i looked it up her club on mykonos closed a few years ago yeah Gosh. i know i think it was it was just open for the mtv show. yeah so i was like oh i would go there and it was like it no longer exists <laughs> So you went to Mykonos, you were in Athens. Yeah, a lot of places. Oh my gosh, it feels like a whirlwind right now. Um, so yeah. How do, you get, how do you get from island to island? You take like a boat? Yeah, we took a cruise ship for four days so you could hit up all the islands. Oh, cool. And the cruise ship was the worst part of the vacation. Um, mostly because like the food on the ship was not very good. Hmm. And since you're like kind of trapped on it for some meals, it was like, well, you have to eat something. So I was just like, oh, this sucks because all the food when we're like on land is amazing. But the food on this boat is like cafeteria food. You know, I love cafeteria food. Well, you would have loved it. Um, (laughs) But yeah, the boat part was probably the worst just because the food was bad. Whereas everywhere else you went, it was like, oh, my gosh, the food, you know. But it did get us between, so, like, we left Athens on the boat. We went to Mykonos, um, Kushadasi in Turkey. Um, I was like, what was that afternoon? Santorini was one of these days, but I'm forgetting which order they're in now. Um, We went to Rhodes, Crete, and then we went back to Crete at the end for more days. Um, Which, Crete was one of my favorite places, for sure. I feel like I'm missing. Oh, we went to Patmos, the island, which was really pretty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they were all, everything was pretty and nice. I will say one thing that I didn't love was, all right, so there's cats wandering everywhere. Obviously, I love that, right? <laughs> okay. But 
the cats in Greece are not necessarily well cared for by the community. So sometimes you'd see like a sick cat mm. and be like, how do I, how do I help this cat? And I tried to talk to like a Greek person about it once to be like, Hey, this cat looks like they're not doing well. Is there something that can be done about that? And they were like, no. <laughs> so I was like, all right, you're not a cat lover. apparently. Yeah. Well, it was the same way for me in uh, India, but with dogs, the dogs roam all over. Yeah, there are some dogs in Greece, but not as many roaming dogs as cats. There's definitely more cats. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, it was just kind of... Consider them not domesticated. Yeah, it was basically like, yeah, they're like outdoors. They're not pets. They do get fed, so people do feed them for sure. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're doing much in way of the uh, trap, neuter, return, or other medical care kind of things. Right. Yeah, trap, neuter, release. Is how I know it. Um, yeah. Okay. So, but you caught up on everything, right, Caitlin? I did. Like, this even week the past was hard uh-huh. because I watched. I will say I fast forwarded through one episode of The Golden Bachelor. Um, <laughs> hey, that sounds like me. It does sound. They're like so you. short that it feels like you know, if you know what happens next. Yes, and you know what happened. I was kind of like, I'm running out of time here. I've got to fit in both the past two weeks of both shows, but then this week's new show. So I was like, we're just sorry. We're <laughs> we are just not watching every minute of The Golden Bachelor this week. So are you shocked or not that Teresa made it into the final three? That's the question of the day. OK, I feel like I'm question a little shocked. Just because she was kind of grading on me a bit the last (laughs) two episodes. I don't think she was, that whole thing with her and Kathy, I don't think she was ever on purpose trying to do any of this. I think she's just really oblivious to people around her. (laughs) Which is not a great quality, honestly, either. (laughs) It's slightly better, I guess, than being like, I'm going to make this person feel bad. I'm oblivious to people around her. Yeah, I was like, it's it's also not amazing. Um, but yeah, I was a little surprised that she was chosen just because it felt like there were so many of these, what was it? Top six when they were going into this episode Yeah. that I was like, oh, I feel like all of these are pretty good choices. So we get to meet, uh, Teresa's family, which will be interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing here because we'll see what (laughs) what she's done to them. (laughs) Well, what has she done to them? You know, has she made them crazy? Because... (laughs) <laughs> the way we we kind of reached the conclusion that the way she acts would make like is the way a lot of older people act that drives me and Rob crazy. Craig didn't have much of a stance one way or another, but um, we really kind of settled on that. It's the way that doesn't the, well, there's something generational about it. And for me, I've had other people's parents act that way and the kids either one way or the other don't talk to the parent anymore or selectively talk to the parent because they can't stand that. Mm. That being um, that being obliviously malicious or obliviously <laughs> just blah, you know, here's what I here's how I have done this and that and mm. kind of a humble brag but you yeah. cannot talk to them about it because they've done it for so long. They don't realize how they sound and they right. don't realize the words they say. 
Um, so yes, that will, that will be interesting to me. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't thought much about their families yet. I was mostly surprised. I really thought it was going to be Ellen instead of Teresa. Right. The is Ellen blonde haired. Yeah. The one who already told him she was like falling in love with him. Yeah. They went on a Temecula date, Craig, where they went on a hot air balloon. Yeah. Um, and she was kind of going, you know, not she was doing not well at the end. Cause she's like, if he's not him, I will not like do well if he doesn't pick me. Um, but in the end, to go to home, he kind of picked one of the th- like, three of the hottest ones. Right. I mean, you could argue that April <laughs> okay. was one of the hotter ones. Uh, yeah. Hold on. that Edith was I got to ask. Very good looking. Huh? I got I was I was I was debating whether we should even bring this up. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Is there such a thing as the sex pick for that <laughs> golden bachelor? Yes, oh, there is such a thing. Yeah. And I it's sexy it. dancer. It's in her name. Okay, <laughs> so for those that don't know, if you're new to the pod, we insist that when going into uh, the fantasy suites, one of the picks is always just because they want to have sex with them. Um, and so you think it's sexy dancer. I mean, I'm not even sure if there's going to be three fantasy suites. Yeah, picks there could because be two. they're a little tired. They're a little more tired. There's a little bit like of a slower <laughs> place. They can only do an hour of TV. They can't do two. Yeah. Right. I was a little a week. surprised at the <laughs> they only did three hometowns instead of four thing. And I'm guessing I think that's they don't want the them also flying all over the place. Yeah. yeah I think it, it's a little bit of a combination of both again. You know, you don't want them flying and exhausting themselves. You want more time between Yeah, a little sex hometowns. three times in a row would be yeah. a lot, too. So I guess yeah, exactly. what's going to happen is it's probably going to be two in the fantasy suites, and then maybe both those people also meet Gary's family. Yeah. But then in that case, there is no sex pick. There I is think there can't be, right? It's only yeah. the two that he's torn between actually picking yeah. there. So, but so I do there you go. So there's no sex pick then. It's not a but, sex pick, but I general. think there's the concept is definitely still there because Gary has said in the preseason interviews that he does intend to have sex in the fantasy suites. <laughs> so what did he say say to make you think that? Well, all right, he didn't like people were like, are there going to be fantasy suites? And he was like, of course there are, and like sort of implied, you know, he said mm. stuff that they always say about how like, of course you need alone time, et cetera, et cetera, but implied, you know, just because I'm old doesn't mean I don't have sex. Mm. Well, uh, good, but so Gary takes Faith, who yeah, she's right. We've barely seen her kind of since the f- first impression rose. Mm-hmm. On the helicopter that lands on the boat. The super romantic. The once in a lifetime is what Once in a lifetime, yeah. Riding in a helicopter. All right. Riding in a helicopter that lands on a yacht that has a hot tub. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That that adds a lot to it, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not just the helicopter, it's also like the yacht date in one. Well, so. the fact that it lands on a yacht is what makes that means the, the mm-hmm. yacht has a la- landing pad. Yep. If you watch Below Deck, I think that's pretty common. Really? I think so. I don't watch Below Deck. You do. You're saying it's pretty common. Well, not. Well, now I think about it, I don't think the boats on Below Deck have them, but I think that's pretty common to have a helicopter pad. No. I I mean, how hard is it to put a flat thing on the back that says? It's hard. Well, it needs 
doesn't it need to have like more it needs to be bigger it has to have more weight i'm sure it needs something and it needs like clearance like i'm sure that's regulated well, it better be regulated say, maybe what i should have said is if you watch below deck that boat didn't seem any bigger than the ones on below deck Right, but the fact that it had that meant that it was a fancier one and a hot tub. I mean, those are weight restrictions. They all have hope. hot tubs. No, they definitely all have hot tubs. Okay, well, then the landing pad. I mean, a landing blah, pad blah. means you're giving up space for other things. As you know, on a boat, yeah. as in an RV, every like centimeter of space counts. So that, yeah, that you're was giving kind of up, you're giving part. up a, yeah, a, a space for, you know, uh, seating or you know another hot tub or you know a dining yeah, hall in, in terms of something goes up in the air you're on a and you're on the ocean it's not that big of a once in a lifetime thing but i'm sure no one's ever done that you know in all this group including you know lots of groups of people so yeah but no yeah. one's ever driven down a freeway with the lights off either that's a once yes, in a lifetime date yes i have date. on accident <laughs> um craig now, let me play this for you because, well, uh, Caitlin, we're established that we trust Gary, right? Me and you, we we believe Gary. I do believe that Gary is genuinely looking for love and just, you know, trying to do his best here. Yeah. <laughs> so we're still trying to convince Craig because yeah. Craig is somehow thrown off by his goofy voice. Like that makes yes. no sense, but. <laughs> Okay, yeah, let me I play this for you. This is anyone's uh, voice would uh, impact their personality. I I got some more creepy vibes from him today, or I should say last night. Oh my night. goodness! See, this is this is, what's, uh, this is just, what I'm trying to get to. I think he would. I think if, if, for instance, if your mom, Caitlin, if your mom got her wish and was able to get Gary uh, as her boyfriend, I think he would get annoying very quickly. Your his Caitlin's mom wants a one night stand. Yeah, see, that that I can get on board with. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's what she's looking for I know, I'm or just not. Uh, she said it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his voice could be annoying if you hear it all the time. I'll grant you that, but I don't think it's anything he can help. Well, he's, he's well, not just his voice, but he's too in tune. Like, he's yes. too, he's too in tune. I don't know. I don't know if you know this, Craig, because you don't listen, but everyone's been trying to tell you that, how important that is for your whole life, uh, to be that in tune. Right. Right? Because, okay, do you trust or do you believe Gary when he says this to Faith? You know, I mean, I'm going to be honest, things that I've shared with people and, and letting myself be that vulnerable to someone and then have them throw it back in my face or or make me feel bad, you know, about who I am. That'll never happen with me. You know how you felt going up in the helicopter? Yeah. And I said, just give in to it. Yeah. It's all you got to do. It's uh, all you got to do. So you don't. She, he will. I like, thought he was being he, a little. He centered himself in a way I didn't like. What? You're just what? using words that you. No, think he did. I, I, I watched that scene. Uh huh. And I remember thinking to myself, "It's like, well, way to put yourself into her feelings, you know." Well, he. he well, actually, no. This is what happened. Was that she said, "I." come from a traumatic past that made me repeat it as an adult 
And therefore, I am constantly nervous about the people that I let in because because of my patterns, I've never let in good people. And yeah, he's, he's saying, like, I can be one of those good saying, people. And then he said, well, remember when I said let it go? You got to let it go. No, That's, let it go know. does not mean let it go. Let it go meant trust. I I know, but how, how many guys have told her, just trust me, babe? That's basically what he was saying. <laughs> just trust me, babe, is a, like a warning no. sign if somebody says that. Yeah, to me. but he but basically said the same I don't thing. Think he said exactly he that. Then and the way he said it, I mean, that will never happen with me. But the way he said it was so. No, you know what? I don't want to say convincing. Con- convincing sounds like he's trying not to. He is. He, I mean, he convinced me. <laughs> he's it, within the confines of the show, and the show means that you have to deceive people a little bit afterwards. He will def. He's definitely the most loyalist, best partner a woman could look for, and he's so intuitive and smart. Like the, all the things he said is so like right on. He knows what's happening, and I don't think he's ever used that for bad. I mean, he was married for how long was he married for? 40, 40 years? something years. So so basically it worked with one woman. <laughs> it, well, it's he, working he, on a that, lot of women that's now. All it, well, that's true, but it's working on America now. But the whole, the fact, yes, one woman, that's, that's proof though, Craig. That's the opposite of what you're trying to do. That's like empirical proof that he kept that one woman, right? He yeah. bought her a dream house. Does that tell you anything? <laughs> <laughs> On a fake lake in Indiana. Okay. All right. Unrelated. Not really I the point. <laughs> <laughs> I um, know. I get. I. I get what you're saying. I just. I. I don't think this clip that you played. I don't think it proves anything. I think. I think with all the clips we've played so far of him just being so smart, never conniving, never deceiving. Um, but right. always attending so to their I, needs. If I am ever with a woman emotional that, says, needs. that says that she's having problems, I'll just say, "Remember when I said trust me? Just trust me." And then I'll be, and then I'll be like the best guy ever. Is what you're saying? I'm glad you missed the point. That shows me that <laughs> Gary's right on. It, it just the more you talk, the more I'm like Gary is even more right. <laughs> ah. yeah, Craig, I think you missed like. First of all, they had this experience in the helicopter that he was calling back to. So it wouldn't make any sense for you to call back to not having an experience where somebody was letting go of their fear. Yeah, well, you we know? want to go in a helicopter, number one. <laughs> That's not going to happen with me. So, Okay. Well, you should, because we'll get back to this, you should kind of, uh, you know, narrow in on the fact that it's because of pollution just like cat made me so mad this week right we're not jumping forward um when she threw a cake into the ocean like you don't shouldn't throw anything into the right 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 yeah we should all be using from the ocean ocean safe shampoo yes yeah and like a ocean safe sunscreen too yeah but okay back to back to golden bachelor because we're not done here I got one more thing to play for I you. I thought you were going to go with, I, the, with the Kobe route, but you didn't. Oh, is well, it that... Too, is no. it too soon? No, it's not too soon. It's too... It's like, get over it already, world. Um, well, not world. Here. <laughs> we need to get over it already. No, I don't think anyone has a fear of helicopters because of what happened to Kobe Bryant. Really? I think that... N- correct. I think, I, think there's, there's, I think there's a couple people out there that maybe 
said would no never to the helicopter have, ride because the opportunity of Cody. to get in one. And now they're like, well, mm. no, I'll never get in one. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, they were not going to get in one. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could see it bringing up a new fear for people who had simply never thought about helicopters before. But yeah, it's not like a, it's not something that most people have to encounter because you're not regularly called on to get in a helicopter. Um, uh, but I don't, I don't want to give you any ammo at all, but I thought this part was interesting <laughs> because it is a little bit of a, it's not a criticism on Gary at all. Everyone's human. That That's the bad part. Wait, which part are we talking about now? Perfect. I'm going to talk about this next clip I'm going to play oh, okay. before I play it. Okay. And you, you're um, worried it's going to give me ammo. Okay. Yes, I am. Gary thinks that Faith is so cool and she is right. She is like. But yeah. he, he, here's where it counters what you think, Craig. You said that, like, no, no, no. Men need to be the one to play guitar and sing to win women over. No. But in this clip, Gary says, hey, you play guitar and you sing. That's so cool. When you did I ever? No, I that. never said men need to play guitar to win over women. You probably have literally said those words. No. You said that, hey, boys out there i said to play a guitar. i said no what i said these are the exact words i said i said no cishet male likes a woman to play a guitar for him and yet i look at you and you have musical talent and you have the motorcycle thing and you sing i'm not really even a great singer but you melted my heart see with faith I kind of felt at the beginning because I felt like I was only attracted to her because of the physicality. But after the time with her today, it's like, that's unimportant. I'm really intrigued by her as a person. Whoa. Okay. All right. Sounds as this. I mean, the, why do you think a lot of girl bands are so much more famous than, I mean, just musically there? Sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, it's not that you know, if you think like, oh, that's so good. Okay, yeah, there are some that are. There's heart, you know, or great. <laughs> but okay, um, where are you going with I this? I'm going with this that men are very attracted to women who do in quote like you know who play get to play music. Yes, uh, they are. Uh, no, no, I stand by my <laughs> words. A guy, a cishet guy. <laughs> is not going to sit there and enjoy be having someone play an acoustic guitar to them, like on a couch. That's maybe, maybe scenario. if they're up on a stage. That's specific scenario. Maybe right. if they're up on like, a stage playing Wayne's electric World? guitar with a band, that's one thing. Yeah. But okay. what she did was play play an acoustic guitar sitting on a couch, staring at him. No, I don't think any cishet guy is going to be into that. What's the point of a cishet man if he can't play the acoustic guitar at you instead? Well, if women like it, then that should be something that a guy should do. I got to say, I don't think women like it. <laughs> so, so <laughs> wait a second. Wait a second. It depends what you play. <laughs> it is very situationally dependent. Like, I have enjoyed it if, like, a male friend of mine in college used to play acoustic guitar at parties sometimes, but he would do, like, funny songs yeah. and people like that. Yeah. But I have experienced the one where a romantic partner tries to play the acoustic guitar for you, just you two. And I do not like that. Okay. So I'm, I'm describing the exact same thing. 
Because that's such an ingrained trope of straight men who love to play guitar at women. Like, it's even in the Britney Spears book. Did you hear about this? Uh, when she writes about getting an abortion with Justin Timberlake, and she says that she's, like, lying on the floor in pain, and he yeah. is playing the guitar at her as oh, she God. does that. And it's like, oh, my God, that's not going to help anything. Why are you no. doing that? Whoa. No, no I didn't hear that part. Um Craig, is there any, okay, you're saying that Faith, like, that that was not something that was so, that sh- that most cishet men would not have been impressed by. It's not that they would be in, not impressed by. Or whatever the like, word is. It'd be, like, uncomfortable with it. It's just, it's okay. too much, it's too much, it's too, I don't know, it's not, it's an uncomfortable situation to sit there on a couch and have somebody play an acoustic guitar to you, a la what Caitlin just said. I mean, yes, but I was speaking about it in terms of the stereotypical cis straight man tries to play guitar for a woman situation. This is subverting that in a way because it's a woman doing it for a man. Right. Okay. All right. All right. No, I I understand that. But if you're uncomfortable with it, I'm just saying that most cishet men would be uncomfortable with it, too. Gary seems to be the exception. See, but. I agree kind of in a way that I think it's an uncomfortable thing to have someone perform right next to you. Yeah. That's a little bit weird. That I'm in agreement. That I kind of agree with you there. But the whole, the big picture of it is what I'm kind of like, I think anyone, when someone has a talent and they don't, and the other person doesn't know that they have it and then they show it and it's good, you know, they're uh-huh. good at it. Then anyone's like, whoa, who knew you knew how to do that? That's impressive. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think. Yeah. Who knew you knew how to play the guitar is impressive. Yeah. So go do it up on a stage with a band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will agree that I think it is more impressive if you see them performing at like a venue versus playing just to you. All right, I'm vindicated. Uh, I don't. I think we put you in a corner and then you found like a rope out. But <laughs> we'll let you have it. <laughs> I'm like I'm buried in the basement and I found a a chain link mm-hmm. chain to climb out of my pit. So we can uh, move on to Bachelor in Paradise, which is has all the things you've ever wanted in. Uh, uh, maybe I don't know if you guys uh, how happy you were, but let's uh, transition here. I got all kinds of TV themes for us guys. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Hold on, let me guess. You'll never guess. It's real. That's it. Yeah, it was um, only season two of this one show that was successful at the time. Only season two. Like, no that idea. theme was only used for season two. So you never guess. Caitlin, do you know? It, <laughs> I have Caitlin no idea. Doesn't. It was the Ellen DeGeneres show, guys. Oh, oh I, have, I have some good oh, ones. I know. Okay. Well, the thing is, I can't just get, like, you know, everyone knows the Seinfeld theme. Everyone knows the Friends. Yeah. Theme, but there are plenty of forgotten. I don't want to call them gems because they were not good. But there are some good themes out there. <laughs> Let's try another one. No, I don't. Okay, fine. Uh, let me let me play one you'll guess because it's in the song title. It's in the uh, lyrics. Oh my god! 
You have to have love this show, Craig. Don't wake me up. I'm dreaming. Is this California Dreaming? Yeah, it's Cal- well, it's called California Dreams. Yes. Yeah. It was a horrible um, Saved by the Bell. I mean, yeah. horrible is subjective. I loved it. I you think, loved it. I think over on Vanderpump Robs, I think Rob has talked about California Dreams oh. a little bit. Yeah, it's good. Well, I got I got I got to play one more for you then. Do you know do you this the Caitlin, do you do you remember any of these shows? We are the same age, Caitlin. I remember all of the shows. <laughs> we are the same age and I do not remember the themes that you've played so far. No. Okay. Uh, stuff like Saved by the Bell. Yes. Yeah, well still see the thing is those shows are like they're never nostalgic because they never go away. But Here's a show that me and Craig both definitely watched. What a ripoff of Violent Femmes, though, honestly. It is a ripoff. Yeah. They, these are the cool shows of must see TV. Craig, any guesses? Two guys, a girl, and a piece of life. I was thinking. Oh. Don't, I was thinking that sounds like Green Day. Don't want to be an American idiot. No, it's definitely a, a violent. Yeah, no, it sounds like the violent times song. But yeah, I watched you guys, a girl on a pizza place. Yeah, yeah, it was so cool. Like when you're younger and you're watching those shows and you're like, man, I can't wait to have like 10 yeah. potential boyfriends that all are interested in me. <laughs> and like I pretend not to notice. Yeah. Um, that was seriously the theme of all of these shows is that the woman is just the oblivious person yeah. and the men all have kind of these interests and they'll just do anything to anyways. It's, it's so good. So good. I need to go back and watch them. Okay. That was a good bit. I, I like this. We should do it more often. <laughs> there are, uh, yeah, you know, I love must see TV in theory. It was all a bunch of junk though, too. Um, Okay, uh, should we start with just Rachel and Brayden? I mean, they yeah. were, they're they're together, Caitlin. They're like mm-hmm. fully together. Uh, to me, it seems it. like Greyhound land. You love it? <laughs> I love it. I like what's happening here. As we all know, I'm one of the rare Brayden appreciators in Bachelor Nation. Well, we all are here. Yes, we, I mean, we like Brayden more right than now. most people do. I thought it looked like they were, like, having a lot of fun together. It looked like a genuine, like, oh, they're goofy. They're they're enjoying each other kind of date. So I liked that. I was like, you know what? Maybe maybe these two crazy kids could be a couple. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well, you know, we kind of said that. Well, for one thing, Rachel, um, Rachel... Well, okay, so Rob from Vanderpump Robs, his theory was more that Rachel kind of accidentally got the Bachelorette because it was the Bachelorettes at the time. So maybe she's not quite, like, lead material. And Brayden would have made it to the final maybe five, three, but, you know, left. Uh So in terms of star power, I think they're equal. Like that, I agree with. Yeah, that makes um, sense, because Rachel, while having been a lead, is not the most popular lead of her co-lead season, right? mm -hmm. That, like, 
most people loved Gabby and felt kind of lukewarm about Rachel, which is, yeah. I felt like it was a not great situation for her because of that. You know, like she, maybe she would have done better if she was a solo lead of a season because her confidence I think was knocked by being with Gabby. Um, mm. But yeah, I agree. She's not, she's not as like star powered as other bachelorettes have been but she is still you know she still has the cachet of having been the bachelorette and Brayden has the cachet of being a very popular villain yeah and he's at very least considered kind of an oddball like uh, you know so yeah. even maybe his villainousness is not so villainy if he's kind yes. of a wild card I think he um, was seen as a villain by a lot of people but like I don't think he was an actual villain so like as as far as show villains go he's a very redeemable one you know um so uh, but i do think like you know to differ a little bit is that rachel is maybe even brayden that they're both kind of in rejected land and <laughs> she's pushing herself to be to match brayden's energy because mm. he he at least uh, pretends to be a little bit more goofy than he might be. He he pushes it. You remember when he went on that date on charity season where he was foraging? Like I do think he he is a little <laughs> bit of that, but he's he's the bachelor version of that. You know, he's not really like that. He's not gonna you know Northern California, <laughs> right? Um, and and to me, and if I remember three seasons of Rachel now. She, the real Rachel to me is still whispering Rachel, not, <laughs> not because it was the first Rachel I saw, but because it was felt the most authentic. Um, and, and even there with whispering, whispering Rachel to Clayton's season, she played a femme fatale, right? She, it suits her so much better than this wackiness that I felt was so forced um, at least it's who she naturally wants to be. Maybe she's not like a femme fatale. Maybe she's not whispering Rachel all the time. But she is not wacky. We know that. No. I don't we, think we she's wacky. But yeah. I do think there's a good narrative here of, like, she says something almost exactly like this in the episode where it's like, only Brayden could bring out this side of me. And I was like, oh, that's a good hook to be like, only Brayden makes you fun, goofy Rachel. That's fun, you know? Yeah, but... I, I think he is her type, actually, in terms of, like, looks and physicality. So we know if you look at Clayton mm -hmm. and Tino, she likes a big, tall dude. Uh, mm -hmm. Tino had a, a similar jaw shape. To mm -hmm. I was like, I think he physically is Rachel's type. Yeah, yeah. They're big men um, who are, like, tri what I call triangle-shaped, you know, big, broad shoulders yes, and, like, kind of skinnier waist. a big triangle guy. That's, mm -hmm. like, one of her, her things. Yeah, upside-down triangle-shaped man. Um, but, yeah, I just don't I, – I, I see it. Um, it looks good. to Like, it, it, it presents well on television. It makes her look like she's out of her comfort zone. But then she'll eventually, you know, get over it. I, I and I know, but see, this Brayden is also a nurse, which means he has he is very serious. Like, you know, he is a serious. He's not one of these gonna be working in a natural store when he's forty, not being able to find an aisle for you. You know, he is a serious man somewhere. So Wait, I he's a nurse, really? 
Yes. He's a travel travel nurse. nurse. Oh, yeah. right. He's a travel nurse. Yeah. Yeah, which generally make better salaries than other yeah. types of nurses. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I just don't. I it's not that I don't buy it. It's that I think that they will uh, snap out of it very soon. <laughs> Yeah, I could I could see this not working long term, but I do think it's a very good fit for at least a temporary thing at the very minimal. Like, I think it could either go they stay together for a few weeks, they have fun, but they grow apart. So they go to new people, but they stay on sort of a friendly basis. They don't have a horrible, dramatic breakup. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably the most likely way for this to go. But I think it also just depends on who else comes in and if they have like chemistry with anyone else on the beach or if they stay with each other because this is the best they're going to do there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, um, okay. I want to move on to what do you guys make of like the Jess and Blake thing? Because, okay, Caitlin, for the last couple weeks, we've said that Jess and Blake are kind of trading off roses they don't sick and and for two reasons. Jess will discuss, but Blake knows how to play the game. <laughs> knows how to stay in the frame. <laughs> but there's something there that no one can commit to Blake. You know, no one has been able to no matter mm-hmm. what. Um and then this weird thing happens where I they finally address it because they've been not addressing it for weeks. And we've been kind of saying, well, they're kind of this background couple that no one's questioned in any way. The way that I'm taking it is that you're just not into it enough. It's not true. I haven't even, like, put myself out there because I've cared so much about you and my friends. And, like, I haven't done anything for myself. Not one time. Not one time. Okay. I just think then I need to give you space here to, like, feel out the rest of your time and sort that out. And I'm just... I'm just confused because I thought things were going really... Great. Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, this 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 has to be informed by the previews for next week as well, aren't I? Right there, Caitlin. No, 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 no. no. You see something in the previews that uh, hints at where this is going. <laughs> well, but okay, but d- despite where this is going. What do you make of this right there and then? Because this is what annoys me about Bachelor in Paradise this this season more than anything is they give us these they give us like the soap opera ending. They haven't wrapped up anything within an episode. You know, they haven't shown us the beginning of end or end of anything. So I feel like we're getting a half episode every time we watch mm-hmm. it. Um, and and it, there's a few things here. Well, there's there's a lot it, there's a lot here. One thing is that. For some reason, Jess is framing it like she's being so selfless. Like, she's like, I haven't done yeah. anything for myself here. It's like, what are you talking about? You're literally on a beach partying with your friends. 
what are you doing for it? She's like, I'm doing things to make you happy and to stay with my friends. I'm like, well, then what are you talking yeah, about? I was really intrigued by this because what she made it sound like is that she hasn't pursued any other men, both out of because she likes Blake and concern for his feelings, but also concern for hurting her friends. So she doesn't want to step on anyone's toes is what it sounds like. But that's not... See, that's not entirely what we've seen because she has been pulled by new men when they come in with date cards, but she's never been selected for a date. So she hasn't had the opportunity to turn one down for those reasons. So maybe she's saying she hasn't flirted as hard for those reasons or something. I mean, that's a choice that you make and saying that, that everyone else is kind of peer pressuring you into not doing things that you'd like is kind of your own there's no selflessness if she thinks this is being selfless then she's got a lot of life to live it's like Mm. a thing that she's made herself do but she's trying to like martyr herself at the same time you know what I mean like I don't think any of her friends would have been like no I don't think you should explore with any other men like because they are early enough that it seems like the women are all staying on fairly good terms, even when they're interested in the same guys, you know? So I don't think her friends would have said, no, you shouldn't explore anything. Don't do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think that's a thing maybe she told herself in her head to do. And then got in this like circle of being like, I'm being such a good person by committing to one man, even though I would be interested in other men. And like, how dare Blake not recognize my martyrdom in not exploring other guys, you know? And how does Blake know that Jess likes or is interested in Tyler and Tanner? You know, he knows those two names. He did not just say anyone. He did not give the casual, like all these guys. I think my guess is he might have gotten that from one of the other women who maybe said, like, these guys were on her list or something like that. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone has to submit their list now. Yes. The... So yeah. my guess is everyone was... kind of knows who is on everyone's lists, and maybe one of the other women let it slip to him in a conversation that the, these were men on her list. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, yeah. And And then, like, finally, you know, Yeah, oh, plus that moment, that super uncomfortable moment in the Truth or Dare game when, like, somebody asks her if she's solely focused on Blake and she pauses for, like, a half an hour before saying yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the way she phrases it, it was like, yeah, I get why he was like, we have to have a conversation about this. Because it's like, are you all in on Blake? Incredibly long pause. And she goes, yes. Yes, I mean, he's the only one I'm interested in on the beach right now. And it was like, (laughs) none of that sounds like he's my top choice, you know? Yeah. Poor Blake. Um, I think that the reason women have trouble committing to Blake is that he has some other issue. And I think, Craig, it might be like, I mean, at this point in Bachelor franchise, it might be like a a bedpost notch issue. Like, Mm -hmm. I have no idea why... He's not found supposedly. You think that there's the women are tired of him recurrent coming back? No, I don't think they are. I think that once he gets with any woman, they kind of have the sense that he's not is he has a wandering like his eyes are physically wandering whenever. he. But I don't know. I don't know. 
he might jump ship for, say, if another former bachelorette comes down. Yeah, he has like a grass greener kind of like look to him. I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if he's actually would like another one. Like, I don't know what's happening, but I think it's all very strange that supposedly this guy who has a good career, who, ha- you know, who women think, you know, kind of inexplicably yeah. to us. It's so attractive. Say that he's hot. Like several yeah. of them have said that on the show. I didn't. I felt a little bad for him this week, mostly because I think when he leaves one of the conversations with Jess, because she like runs off crying, mm-hmm. and he's rolling off that daybed, and you just hear him go like, "Oh boy," and I was like, "Oh, he feels so old to me in this moment," and I identify with the like. I feel like I could see his thoughts being like, oh, God, now I got to deal with this, you know? (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't hate Blake, but I think he's suffering through the problem that a lot of men suffer through. And I don't want to give them, you know, this is not like a, hey, guys, let's all ease up um, thing. (laughs) But I think that he's suffering through the problem that a lot of men face right now. Whereas, like, did I accidentally say anything that is, you know, checklist off? super sexist, not okay to say, you know, uh, did I accidentally make a comment about uh, women, you know, was I not egalitarian enough? Was I, so I think he's doing that. Do to like cause yes. this action when he's trying to go through a checklist to be like, okay, I don't think I said anything like that, but I do, I do wonder if I think that she has been interested in other men and they haven't been strongly enough interested in her for her to like jump off on her own. Hmm. So she's just kind of stuck with what she well, has and talked yes. herself into so being indecisive. Like, I'm, yeah, she... I'm being faithful to Blake and that's a good quality rather than recognizing what's actually happening, which is like, I would like to make out with other guys. Right. Which she may... Well, um, she is so, so, though, but the but the issue here, like, to boil it down in this case, is that she is so indecisive. Like, she's not committed to anything. Yeah. And so that's on like, her. Making the choice between being like, and the thing is, it's still early enough that I feel like you can get away with being like, oh, I like you, Blake. But I also feel like I owe it to myself to test out other things, blah, blah, blah. You know, like if she waits another week or two, it's too late to say that without mm. it being like, oh, you've just been stringing him along this whole time. Right. <laughs> well, she's just has the horrible way of <laughs> like uh, she doesn't look like she's a breaker upper. She looks like she waits for the you person know? to break up with her. <laughs> I think she doesn't want to be the bad guy. So she doesn't yeah. want to be the person who says, like, I like you, but I also like other people. So I want to. I want to check that out. You know, she could she couldn't even tell Sean no, right? She was like, "Yes, she I love you as friends." Down, even though she was so clearly like, "I don't like him at all." You know? <laughs> yeah. Before we move on to Cat hates Tanner and all of that, which is so so juicy. Craig loves it. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about the truth or dare thing? Because I I just like this. This was tame. Compared so to the, Love Island, the right? The truth was, <laughs> oh, yeah. d- d- is it true I, that I kiss not as well as, uh, I can't even think of the names oh, anymore. Oh, no, that's what happened afterwards. That was Olivia and oh, John yeah. Henry in the hot tub after the game. Oh. And that was a point oh. for them to make out. She used oh, it I might there. have accidentally fast forward through a, the game then. Yeah, the big oh, game was like a bunch of people out on those day beds. It wasn't everyone. There were a few uh, people okay. who were missing, apparently, but mm-hmm. it was a lot of them, and they were just going around and, like, 
You know, mm. most of the, like easier said, the the dares were tamer than shows like Love Island, where when they do truth or dare, it's like, go grind <laughs> on this person on the ground, you know? <laughs> yeah. Who are you, who is, you know, in love with your best friend over here on the yes. show? Or like the truth ones will be things like, if your current partner wasn't here, who would you couple up with? Right. And then you have to say somebody else. And then that's inevitably going to cause something. Right. Yeah. Um, so, right. Love Island is like wild, right? Because everyone knows they're doing it for the challenges. Um, but here yes, it and was also like, like mm-hmm. Love Island has that code of being like, it is OK to make out with somebody in a challenge who you're right. not partnered up with and nobody can be mad about that. Right. There are plenty of challenges where you have to kiss every single person down the line or you like, okay, this is yes. pretty gross. You will take like something in your mouth and pass it to the next person. Oh, I hate that okay, one. Those are so gross. That's my, I will fast forward through those sometimes. Yeah. They're I gross. actually don't watch a lot of the challenges cause I'm afraid something like that's going to happen and it already makes me sick. Um, I'm very much more nauseous than I used to be, but it's so gross because it's not even <laughs> in any way like it's like you might as well be bumping elbows. It's like so yeah, not that sexual. Is not even, the ones that are more juicy in the challenges are when it's like you get a choice to kiss somebody and then you see how mm-hmm. hard they go for it or not. It was like, are they making out, making out or are they doing like a quick little one or like, what's the deal? And on Love Island Australia, there is a couple who came out of being like they kissed on a challenge and were like, I felt feelings there am i oh yeah no it happens all the time yeah so i'm like it does sometimes happen they're like i wasn't really thinking anything of that but then we cast down a challenge and there was chemistry oh yeah it happens all the time um i feel like on all the on all the iterations but on love island usa it happened a lot they're like whoa who knew that that guy whoa and then it does they do switch so Um, that's we yeah, haven't really seen this on Paradise on no. as much before where it's like a truth or dare sort of situation where it would be okay to just make out with somebody else. Although, who did Mercedes make out with in the... Uh, he made out with John... No, yes. John yeah, John Henry. Okay, and then yeah. also Pete, the, the pilot Pete Cheapo um, <laughs> tried to kiss Kylie and it was not oh, good. Oh, yeah, that was awkward. But these were not, this is nothing, right? I just want to make sure you guys get it out of your system. Craig, you didn't watch it, which is weird because it was totally up your alley. (laughs) The most exciting, you know, like whatever sexual thing that happened was that Olivia put John Henry's finger in her mouth. Oh, that's what that was from. Yeah, she sucked on the finger. Eh, That's not really up my alley. None of that is. Well, in terms of it possibly doing something later, you know, we're like, oh, who knew did it this or that? Um, okay. It's up my alley because who knew did it? Because it creates drama and tension between them. Yeah, it creates I do like problems. Drama. And speaking of drama. Uh-huh, cat. Cat. So uh, you weren't here last week, Kaylin, but I'm firmly team cat. And the week before. Wait, so you, you like cat? I think cat is great television. Okay. Yeah. She's pretty good TV, but she's like, I think I texted Jocelyn where I was like, Kat is so hot, but is just like, I would never want to be friends with her or date her because of her personality. Oh, see. Okay. So what we landed on finally, Caitlin, was that Craig likes Kat because. What? What did I do this time? No, he's, she's, she's the, 
she's the kind of woman you are instinctually attracted to, thanks to trauma. I don't know. I'm not here to judge you, Craig. Um, but <laughs> so you're saying uh, I'm attracted to her because she has trauma? Because she's because she's uh, unhinged. I right? do like unhinged. Yes. <laughs> but the thing you is, the definition of like crazy hot girl. Basically. Yes. Yes. But here's how it started, Caitlin. And the reason that it was not okay at first was because when Cap broke up with Brayden, all of Bachelor Nation was on Team Brayden. Now, me not caring what Bachelor Nation thinks was very much like, yes, Brayden, I agree with because I don't like Cat and because I like Brayden. But Craig, <clears throat> firmly in that corner, uh, we finally got out of him that it was because he's mostly attracted right to that crazy girl stereotype. Um, well, that's I'm just look, I if know. I can't I know. An- analyze you in front of you, then what do we right. have the podcast for? What do we have right. for? Huh? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, like Caitlin said something that I want to address, though, because that's very interesting. See, Caitlin, Tanner kept saying that Davia has a cool look. Meaning she's she's much like I took this to mean that she is much better looking than Kat because he's a plain Jane and Kat's a plain Jane. I mean, within Bachelor world, right? They're good looking or whatever, but they're not they're okay, You know, they're 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 whatever compared. They're right. And if extra special, I did pick up on that, too, because he mentioned he mentioned three her different times. colored eyes yeah. multiple times, and he mentioned <laughs> cool look multiple times. Yeah, whatever yeah. that means. Well, it means that she is, you know, if everyone on the beach is an eight in Bachelor World, I'm trying to be rude. Like, I'm not trying to, I'm trying to be very, um, you know, how they would talk or whatever. Then Davia is like a 12 to him, right? She is like, whoa, blows him out of the water. But he can't say that. He knows how to. He he keeps trying to blame her too. He's like, "Well, you had a relationship with Brayden and dumped him, so that means I get to go on a date, doesn't it?" <laughs> like he does it so it's it looks worse than he what he's trying to do. Yeah, I mean, what it seems to me is he's just more into Davia, but he doesn't know a good way of saying that to Cat, particularly because he knows that she is her temperament means that she is going to do something angry towards him right so he's like trying to like tiptoe around the i went on a date and it was really good and i think i like her probably more than you kind of thing she's less unhinged though so that would cause a problem for me <laughs> who davia oh yeah. right yes, yes. i think for yes, Tanner, that's a pro is what i'm guessing here <laughs> i think she's like she's got a cool look and she doesn't yell as much. <laughs> um, oh, Craig. Uh, yeah, what was really interesting on this date is that instead of, you know, we've seen fake dates happen before or dates where, you know, there's no chemistry, but they still give them the romantic music. Right. And on this mm. date, it looked like they were professional tango experts. Like, they yeah. were flirting. And, like, I was like, what is going on? This is, like, a real... It looks like we're looking at adults. The right? level I felt of dancing like I was together. Yeah. When he, like, does the lift with her and it's perfectly executed, I was like, wow, so they both know how to dance? 
Huh. Yeah. But I hadn't thought uh, of in it, it was it it was wild because instead of giving them I mean, like I said, there's been couples where they had no chemistry, but they gave them fireworks and the sexy music. But instead of sexy music, they literally played this. I don't care. Literally, I don't care. I hope that she is everything you wanted more because you're never going to see me again. Tanner, go! You are literally so lucky that you even got to have a date with me. I see what I need to see. I am a very decisive person. I mean what I say. I know what I want, and that's not what I want. I want someone who wants to go that extra mile. He wants to make that effort. Pull me in the corner. Make out with me. Like You haven't given me anything. Trusting my gut right now, and that's to literally run for the freaking hills. Tanner is a self-serving individual. You literally said yes before talking to me. This shows me that you don't even look at this as a real thing. I look at this as my life. It's not about the show. It's not about Paris. It's about my relationship and my life. I always like partnership and a friendship and just like someone that I could do life with. I know what I bring as a woman in this relationship. You just didn't see that and you can go see that with someone else and I don't care. Okay, we don't have to listen to the whole thing, but it's all What's like that. What's that clip from? Is that from oh the show? Oh my god, Craig, did you miss it? She literally... No, goes because on three what's, all different that stuff in, what's all that stuff in the background? Oh, she's, hit, she's hitting the pinata. Oh, oh my God. sorry. I, I just got completely confused. I thought we were listening to some sort of like Good Morning America recap or something. Well, they are playing for us. <clears throat> they are finishing the date because they started off as a normal date. But then mm. they just go into cat like you feel like you're watching her imagination. Yeah. What it's not. It's real life. And they don't give. Poor Davia, who like, what does she have to do with anything? Why are they making it? See, and then at this point, this is where the narrative gets confusing because are we now supposed to feel bad for Cat? Um, are we supposed to feel bad? Or for does Kat? anyone feel finally bad for her? I don't. I I'm think just asking. the show does not want you to feel bad for Cat the way it's pitched. If she comes off looking very like entitled very whiny um particularly because i think the show's point of view is obviously and you hear this aaron b i think says it and one of the things is like well she did this exact same thing to brayden so how is it not okay for tanner to do it to her right like turnabout is fair play or whatever so i think the show wants us to see it as like she's flying off the handle unjustifiably um and I mean, I think she mostly is kind of doing that, right? Like it is, this is paradise. It is normal to go on dates. She makes a huge deal out of how he said yes on her birthday and she would never do that to him. But we all know if your birthday happens during paradise, you should pretend it doesn't because yeah. birthdays are bad yeah. on this show. They are well, the Chiron do something to you. Remember the Chiron said doesn't know what happens on people's birthdays yes exactly it was like if you happen to be if your birthday <laughs> falls when you're filming paradise i would honestly say nothing to anyone and just right. not celebrate it because you know they're gonna do something weird to you mm-hmm. i mean i feel well, sorry for cat yeah i know you do <laughs> yeah well that is but i've never I, well the thing is is that i've never seen them voice over 
a spiral breakdown <laughs> during someone else's date. I've seen them do something kind of similar, you know, but this was this was this was more um it was almost like film like, you know? Right. It was real, it was a real choice to do this. And it was whether it was to make her feel to make us feel bad for Cat or whether it was to show an unhinged woman which you know all everyone watching has a non-biased like uh, you know is very biased against that they all hate those women um i don't know i just I, they they never get their narrative right like regardless but that was kind of like they really are doing something here uh and it the easy answer might be the right answer right they just want to show us an unhinged person and how unhinged she is um but i don't know i've never seen that i've never seen a voiceover completely take over the the entire date you know we didn't get to hear the band play there was a band <laughs> playing yeah they paid for it that was all, it was all pinata noise yes that's funny it's um, funny that you noticed that well it it that's the thing it 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 caught me as someone really trying to make a style like an editing style choice mm-hmm. which takes you somewhere you know you're supposed to think one thing or another but you're supposed to think something you're not just like hey they're on a date you're like whoa fill in the blank you know yeah. one of two ways okay <clears throat> i think the reason that a guy like me I gets like attracted you. to shared trauma <laughs> so not shared trauma but trauma trauma that likens back to your trauma <laughs> mm-hmm. is because we wish that unhingedness would be focused on on me you know what i mean like 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 someone wronged me and they're gonna go unhinged on that person on my behalf Does that makes sense you hope that Okay. Whoa, you said a lot. Okay, that's you said a lot. interesting. Yeah, so you want, you think that this somebody... This is the Bachelor PhD. <laughs> so say you're dating Kat that we've seen on TV. You're yeah. hoping that when she yells, it would be at somebody who wronged you. Yeah, 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 exactly. Or wronged us. Yeah, yeah. You, you hope that she would <laughs> viciously defend. Yeah, like yeah. you're at Applebee's and the server gave you a <laughs> yes. wrong appetizer and cat just starts shouting at them yeah i don't yeah exactly apple please yeah i think that's it i think that's what it comes down to because i come from a family of yelling when i was a kid Uh i think you did too easy r i don't know not really i thought i thought you said that no 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 yellers honestly like and not even just in an angry way. They're all very loud. Who is? Your family? Oh, yeah. Extremely yeah. loud. I feel like I am the quietest person in my family. By like, yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Yeah. But it's so having, you know, me, like if I had someone in my life, like Kat, who yelled all the time, it would be comforting in a sinister way, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get that. I mean, I understand the comfort, the comfort you feel in it. I just think that well i guess like this narrative arc will end next week we hope or at least make more sense like in that way i just think sometimes they they throw stuff at us and they don't really care to wrap it up 
They just right. want her off. This is her off, uh, you know, go because uh, the, the, what what's comforting about Kat to me, although I am not I've never been on her side and not for the sake of Bachelor Nation. I just do like Brayden and I do think she needs to be confronted with all the hypocrisies she presents. Right. She's very hypocritical and like beyond just a typical hypocrite um, is that. She says things the way what comforts me about Kat is that she reminds me of middle school, right? <laughs> she says those things that in middle school you would say all the time that made no sense. You'd say, this isn't fair. You would say, I don't care. I literally don't care. She's like, go, I should run for the hills from Tanner. You know, she says just tropes or or uh, what's it called? Like, you know, the idioms or something like that. And they just make no sense. And they're so comforting in a way. Because you, you you see Kylie when she's sitting with her, just kind of nod her head like, okay, whatever you do, just agree. <laughs> That's, I love Kylie's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, Kylie has a trauma probably from listening to her mom. You know, there was this, like, definite, um, like, they were fitting puzzle pieces together, Kylie and Kat. Kat is used to, like you said, Craig, you filled in her backstory, used to getting what she wants. And when she does it, she goes full middle school on you. Kylie seems like the kind of girl who dealt with a lot of her mom's trauma and is just nodding like, yep, yep, yep. Like, cat's mm-hmm. making no sense. But Kylie is like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. See, that's what's weird to me is because to me, cat's making perfect sense. <laughs> I mean, she's – no, okay. The the person who I feel approached the best was Sam, the new Canadian lady who haven't talked we haven't talked about, nor should we really because right. she's inconsequential right now. Um, she kind of said like, look, uh, this is this is you thinking emotionally. Try to think of it logically. You're on paradise is the way it works. Um, of course they're setting you up. Whatever, blah blah blah. But the things Kat was saying, I mean, she 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 does care a lot, obviously. But you can't tell her that right then and there. She will freak out on. So that's what we're saying is that she's not making any. Her words coming out of her mouth are not making any sense. That's okay. That's fun to you. <laughs> what well, made sense? There's nothing that she said that made sense, right, Craig? Like she's like, this is my life. Uh, I hate <laughs> bugs. I'm here because I want love. God damn it. Like she was wild. She was off the. She no, off I the... mean she she has bug bites and she she's wondering why she's there. It makes perfect sense. Um, I don't know. She said I don't care like a million <laughs> times. She'll yeah. never see me again. Yeah, yes, she will. Yeah. yeah. Like, why is she doesn't she give in? Dead set on Tanner. I think. Yeah, like, like if nothing really happened out. between them, then why is she so worked up? Yeah, like they went on one date. And they, like, have mildly kissed. She says, you know, they haven't even really made out, per se, at this point. But why is it, like, Tanner is perfect. He is the man for me. Yeah, she saw them together. That's what it is. She she pictured it. And she was happy with that. And then he is just such a piece of toast. I can't even, like... Like of course, that's why she likes him, though. She filled in the blank, his literal mm. blank. Like, he is so nothing. So, but <laughs> I, I'm not giving it to her. You know, I think she's, uh, I think she's wrong for having done that. <laughs> but a lot of women are interested in this nothing dude. So whatever. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, um, yeah, well, there's, there's always going to be something more to say. She sticks around, I think, according to the previews. What? Yeah. So. But that doesn't does. mean the rose ceremony. There's no good There's no good rose ceremony at the end of every episode, as there should That's be. True. We don't know what happens at the next rose ceremony, but we do know that there, according to the previews, there's a few new make-out partnerings happening at the very <laughs> least. Yeah, mm. we'll get Cat's redemption arc. Sounds Maybe. good. Sounds good. Will we? Okay, I, I think got. She's well, going to be considered a villain forever. Mm. Yeah, uh, I mean they they would they have played I have they have played her flying off the handle like seven times, seven different <laughs> things. She has yelled so loud that everyone hears uh, her. You know, just like my growing up. Yeah, you love it. How do? <laughs> Um, I got one more theme for you, Craig, that you'll get very oh, fast. Okay. All right. Oh, come on. Perfect Craig. Oh, you don't. Kidding me? I, I thought you would have that, like, oh, what is this for so no, long? Perfect Strangers was my show, man. That was of oh. all the shows. Full House, Family Matters. Of all the Matters. shows, more than Full House? More than, more than Full than House. Full... I think I. <gasps> now. now now, okay. Craig, now yes. is is Full House all the way. But back then, I think I watched Perfect Strangers more than any other show. Like that okay. was appointment TV for me on uh, whatever night it was. Friday. Friday. Probably right. Friday. Yeah, TGIF. Okay. Yeah. So Perfect Strangers introduced Harriet Winslow. Yeah. Or was she, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She worked in the mailroom. Yeah, she worked at the mailroom. Okay, Caitlin, the show. Did everyone have a crush on Brunson Pinchot? Um, mm. And introduced Harriet Winslow, who then went home to her husband, Carl, who then had a neighbor named oh. Urkel. Once. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Funny fact, we... though, Urkel wasn't introduced until... I know, until like the middle of the first season or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Caitlin, unrelated, uh, but we are big fans over here of just, uh, you know, the TGIF universe. Yeah. No, yeah, somebody TGIF, did the TGIF work TGIF on universe. that. Somebody <laughs> did the work on that and, like, figured out how they all relate, like, in universe to each other. Because. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Because, I mean, like, for instance. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, Kirk Cameron, landed on step by step. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cameron went on Full House as. As. Uh. uh Stephanie, Michelle, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, oh my God. like their cousin or something. Or um, mm-hmm. so that that connects growing pains to growing pains. Uh huh. Yeah, and it opens up a bunch of you know. So someone did all that work and Sounds mapped it all out somewhere on Reddit. Important. Yeah, no, it is. It's okay. very important. <laughs> I thought I, I think it's funny that you thought you'd fool me with that one. No, I didn't think I'd fool you. I thought I would stump like stump you temporarily, but I didn't know you were such a big Sometimes fan. You know, it's like the world looks like perfect. Calif- California Dreams. Yeah. I thought you would definitely be like, oh, this is uh, what's it called? Uh, you know, like that. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Kit Kat <laughs> All right, bar. keep them coming. This is good. Flip I like this. Cream. We, can, we can make the whole podcast about this. We just no, guess, we can't. There we are just only so many horrible shows that have ever made it that never like you know. There are channels that will play. Uh, Caitlin, I know, I know how you feel, but I am interested. 
<laughs> there are some channels that will play older shows, you know, like there's a 90s kind of, yeah. but they don't play all the shows. I want the lineup. I want the commercial. I want it all. You want the you lineup the in the order it was originally. Yeah. Like the, yes. you want, you want yes, a TGIF with- block. Well, no, this is must see TV, but yeah, TJF too, but also the other, the competing ones, right? Um, and then, you know, talk to the hand. Like, I want not, that's not a real show, but those kinds of shows are so bad. Talk to the hand? Uh, no, it was like a parody on Simpsons, you know? Oh. And he's like, oh, you stole my manhood. This petty theft. Like, just the horrible jokes. I want it all. All right. Uh, never mind, Craig. I'll play it do, for you next time. Do you remember the Disney block? That would be on after school, which had uh, Tailspin. Yeah. And oh, yeah. But that's oh. not the same. Chippendales, yes. Rescue Rangers, yeah, and Darkwing Duck. Shows. And gar- sometimes then it had like gargoyles and oh, all that stuff. I loved style gargoyles. Show. Yeah. Which is that, the they same. Should, they should bring those shows back because Darkwing Duck was a show I really liked watching. Yeah, it was good. Um, <clears throat> we can only take so much nostalgia at a time, Craig. I can only. Well, they like, did I'm, bring I'm, back. Um, uh, you, I don't DuckTales. know what you mean by bring back. You mean they, play? There's well, Ducktales had they have a new season, seasons of Ducktales. Yeah, it's not that it's not as good though. Um, yeah, I can only deal with one part of things that we've seen. But anyways, <laughs> some channel like Channel Seven Point Five, yeah. you know, ABC or something has Becker, Caroline in the City, etc. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else. Ew. Yeah, I know you. Yeah. No, I felt you when I watched it. But now I'm like, well, let's see. Let's see. <laughs> okay, episode over, Craig. Goodbye. All right, well, Caitlin, it's good <laughs> to have you back. Yeah. Yeah, good to be back. Um, I guess that's it. We will talk to you later. Okay, bye. bye.